Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Bradley here, and welcome to another episode of Scale Up Your Business. It is Thursday, so that means one thing. It means another amazing interview. And today, I am delighted to have on the show Paul O'Mahony. Now, Paul and I met a few years ago now. We were introduced by a good friend, Rob Moore. Um, and it was at an event, actually, and Paul was speaking, and he was talking about all things social media. And at that point in time, I was just starting out. I was thinking about doing a podcast. I didn't really understand this world that I'm in now. And he helped guide me uh, in a number of really amazing ways. Now, he's an entrepreneur. He's a four times best-selling author. Uh, he's a Guinness World Record holder for public speaking. And he specializes in digital marketing, mindset, and wealth management. He's also a columnist for the Sunday Independent and Examiner newspapers. And he's got multiple companies worldwide where he supports thousands of clients. Now, his main brand is called Rethink. And his mission, if you like, is empowering ordinary people to lead extraordinary lives. And he has a special focus on children and teens. The the other quite interesting thing about Paul and I is we share... A similar journey in that our inspiration to become entrepreneurs was from Tony Robbins. We both attended Unleash the Power Within, which is one of Tony's events. Uh, Paul did it a number of years before I went, but it was that understanding of who we wanted to be, the importance of mindset and all of those things, which has uh, certainly been a commonality in terms of what we both do now. And the last thing I'll say just before we kick this off is that I'm always super impressed and inspired by how Paul gets to gets things done. He, he's incredibly good with time management and routine, and he's written books on this stuff. So I suggest as you listen to this amazing conversation with my good friend Paul, uh, check out some of his stuff, check out his books. Uh, he does some really good stuff, and he's certainly someone that you should have in your network in terms of what you're trying to do with both your business and your life. So that's it. Paul O'Mahony, welcome to Scale Up Your Business. And here we are again, everybody. Welcome to another live episode of Scale Up Your Business. As always, every week I try and bring fun, interesting experts in the world of everything to do with business growth and scale up. And today I'm delighted to bring someone I've wanted to have on the show for quite some time. Welcome to Scale Up Your Biggest Business, Paul O'Mahony. Thank you, Nick. I thought you were going to say, unfortunately, I couldn't find anyone that met any of that criteria this week, but we've got well, this. I thought about doing that. I did think about giving you a bit of a plug to say that you're one of the funniest guys I've ever seen on stage. You always seem to have uh, an, an anecdote, a one-liner. <laughs> oh, that's just being Irish. That's just, we're born with that, I think. You're born with that. So a little bit of a backstory. So we were connected by a mutual friends, Mr. Rob Moore, who's been on this podcast as well. And um, and I saw you on stage, actually, at one of his events talking about all things social media. And you actually shared a story which connected very much with me, which I'm going to ask you to share in a second. But the, uh, the, the topic, the subject we're going to get into today is how businesses can leverage social media 
The changes, particularly, if any, the way things have really exploded over the last 12 months um, so that they can grow and scale their business. Uh, so awesome. So let's kick off, Paul. So the, the story I'm talking about, do you know the story I'm re referencing to? It doesn't involve a, a giant person with big teeth. Yeah, he's got uh, like hands the size of both of our heads put oh, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob Moore. <laughs> Rob Moore, that's the one. Yes, him. No, no. Share the share the story because it's kind of like the beginning yeah. of your story, really. And I think it's a powerful one. It, it is. It's definitely the, the beginning of the, the story of this phase of my life. Um, back in, in 2009, I had been working in a, a corporate role uh, with a medical device uh, company for well, nine years. And I, uh, I, I was at a point in my life where, you know, I, from the outside looking in, I had all, all the trimmings of success. I owned a BMW. No, that's not true, actually. Sorry, I didn't. Let me step back. I actually owned an Opel Corsa, an Opel Astra then, an Opel Astra. That's pretty close. That's pretty yeah, close, man. pretty close. Uh, a mid-terraced house, um, and I had my investment property. Um, you know, and I had a decent job. I was senior manager in the company, you know, a corporate job. So from the outside looking in, I ticked all the boxes. There's the sign of success. Someone who's been through college, did everything they were told, and look, they're, they're living the lifestyle that everyone else would love to have. But the reality is, if anybody could see into your bank accounts or my bank accounts, they would have realized that I was 300,000, uh, 500,000 euros in negative equity. Um, I, didn't, I didn't own the houses. I didn't own the car. Um, and I was basically doing this job to supplement the payments to these things, the, the, the house, the, 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 the second property, the car. And it's what I refer to nowadays as rich broke. You know, on, on the outside, everybody thinks, oh, excellent, rich. But the reality is you are worse off financially, as I say now a lot, than you're the, the only five-year-old you know. Whatever closest five-year-old lives on the road next to you, chances are if you both chipped in, you know, you, know, you're, you, you gave in your chips into, the, into Vegas and said, right, okay, I want to check out. Well, I can, you tell, you, I can tell you this. What's I can, that? Tell you, I can tell you this. You felt, you felt trapped. And, and I can resonate with that because I've been there. And I reckon there's lots of people who are either watching live today or going to be listening to this podcast who are going, hands up, you know, that's that's me right now. So I don't think uh, I don't think it's an uncommon story. It's not. And the thing is, um, you've done all the right things. You've done exactly what you were told to do by your parents, by your boss. You've mm -hmm. done everything. And suddenly, like, but hang on. You know, so it's so I ended up going to a a multi-speaker event. I'd never been to something like this before. It was selling how to make money on the internet. It was all American speakers. They'd never been to Ireland before. <laughs> how do I know? Because, I mean, the first guy came on and he said, turn to the person next to you and tell them they're awesome. Or like, really? Does he think we're going to use that word like outside of uh, uh, television? And another guy said, stand up and uh, massage the shoulders of the person next to you. Now, I can tell you one thing, Nick. Here in Ireland, we have been doing social distancing naturally for generations. We didn't need COVID to keep us apart. We don't drink because we enjoy it. We drink because we need to get close enough to procreate. So people were literally walking out. People were walking out from what is this madness, this whoop, whoop, everything is awesome type situation. But one speaker called, called us out completely. He said, oh, you guys think you're so smart. You think we're here to brainwash you. And he said, the irony is you guys are so brainwashed that you don't see the wood from the trees. And he, he actually got us to do this exercise. I don't think, Nick, I don't share this on stage, but um, it's actually very powerful. He said, hands up all the teenagers in the audience. He said, keep your hand up if you're running out of money at the end of the month. 
And then he said, hand up if you're in your 20s. Keep your hands up if you're running out. Of and he went through every decade. And he goes, you're laughing at us when you can see that every single decade in this room are running out of money every month. And you continue to do that as in insanity as Einstein would define it, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, yet expecting different results. He said, you are brainwashed to believe that wealth is connected to the letters you have after your name. Mm. And he justified, he explained what that was, qualifications. He said, I have found that a much better measure of wealth rather than letters after your name are numbers in your bank account. I can tell you one thing that hit like a sledgehammer because that's when I realized this is the first guy that's called me out. Because when you compare yourself to your peers, your family, community, and you're the one that's the success story, suddenly you realize, hang on, I, I'm not only in the wrong race, I'm running at speed in the wrong direction. And it really started me to rethink um, the journey that I was on. And how did I, you I, I, jump in on that? How did you get into that room in the first place? Obviously, we know that you were feeling a bit trapped and you were probably looking yeah. at something. Was that the context? It was an actual an email that was sent out to probably against all sorts of GDPR compliance rules back in the day. But like it was an Irish event in Dublin. Was, um, now I'm not sure if I can say the name of it because of what, how I just pre-framed that. But That's okay. It, but it was an event that someone got you. They yeah, got your name. They got your list. You want a list? It's going there by myself. It wasn't free. You had to pay 197 euros. Um so I just assumed all of the training and teaching would be done at it. Then I realized I'd never been to a pitch fest before. I'd never, you know, so I, was, I, I invested in three programs, stuck them on a credit card and said, you know, the more I listen to these guys, the more I realized these remind me, these people remind me of the kids in school who were getting D's and C's. They were not the A students. They weren't even the B plus students. And the irony, all these years later, you realize that the smartest kids in class are now working to help get other people rich. They're working in corporates. They're working in those types of roles. And it's the, the middle of the road, the second children, the third children who've fought all their lives that become the entrepreneurs. And I also realized finally that wealth and intelligence are not connected at all. That should really be taught in school because it would be a big inspiring moment for a lot of kids out there but it's also one of the issues that entrepreneurship isn't taught in schools because it's almost yeah. like if, if someone knew the truth then everything would be you know pulled apart and there'd be anarchy <laughs> but that's I mean, how can you learn financial free freedom skills from teachers who are trapped in the in the same trap you know it's like learning how to escape from prison from uh from other prisoners stuck behind the bars you know so it's it's, it's yeah. all about context so I ended up going to the, uh, purchasing those programs. And as I went to the workshops that were promised, the name Tony Robbins came up consistently. Now, I hadn't even seen that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow. So he, this guy didn't mean anything to me, but I still had a job. I asked my boss, could, could I go to, um, to see this guy and work on my leadership skills? And he was a great boss. I said, sure. He paid for it. So I had an all-inclusive trip to New York City, St. Patrick's weekend. I said, wow, I've got like nothing to lose here. That was until <laughs> I walked in to Secaucus, New Jersey, March 09. And I'll never forget, like, it was like when he came out on stage, it was like a combination of the Pope and Kim Kardashian in the one body. Like, people went crazy. Like, this guy was clearly a, some kind of celebrity that I just missed out on. Um, and I very nearly left the room. I very nearly left, you know, when he said to go and, you know, do all these things. I was like, okay, this is a cult. You know, I, I actually met another Irish person and we were both about to leave when Tony said, look, if you don't do what I say, you're going, your feet are going to um, torch up tonight when you're walking across the coals. So 
over like I went from being the most skeptical and being Irish and skeptical is quite a, a, a common combination yeah. to really going full out. And I texted my boss that last that night and I quit my job, told him his services would no longer be required. Four weeks later, we had our you know exit interview. And he said, what are you going to do? Like, like you, you know, this is the second biggest recession in Ireland since the famine. I said, yep. Yeah. You have a good job. I said, yep. Yeah. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go live with passion. He's like, whoa, okay. Okay, uh, boy. And, uh, what are you passionate about? I've absolutely no idea. Right? So I was the fake it till you make it. All oh, of man. You're bringing it all back for me, Paul. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm in the room with the man. Yeah, yeah. All those little bits and pieces that you pick up from Tony. And the bits that I chose to leave out were the most important bits. Find somebody who's been there, done that, do whatever you got to do to get them to show you how to get there. Success leaves clues. Anything that reminded me or made me think it sounded salesy, I said, yeah, I'll park that stuff. It's like I'll worry about managing money when I have money, that type of thing. So I left my job. I left. I walked out of that company like they were all complete losers, that I was just going to go live the dream. Three months later, of course, of course the internet's. Um, I couldn't get started on it because I couldn't pick a niche. Uh, I just our niche for your American audience. Yeah, that was too much for me. Um, so there was an easier way: the stock market. I was like, brilliant, perfect, brilliant. So that's what I did, and I lost all thirty thousand euros that I'd saved from nine years on a job in uh, uh, between March '09 and March, April, May, and May '09, June '09. It was all gone. Uh, Ten years of. of uh, savings annihilated in three months. And you know what? The stock market hasn't stopped going up since then, except for a, a quick blip earlier in the year. So I, I knew that just wasn't for me. I mean, how can you lose money when it's only going up? Well, I only thought, well, it either goes up or down or sideways. Turns out, you know, um, I wasn't great at picking one and three options. So I, I, that was the humble pie I needed to eat and realize I got to go back to the internet. I've no job. I've told everybody that what they're doing is the wrong path. I focused on how everybody else were, you know, what they were doing was incorrect. And then I went to that last workshop uh, that I paid for. I had no job. I was sleeping on the floor of my aunt's uh, uh, resident or rental property two hours from central London um, where I stayed. And it was at that event that I started literally acting on what I was supposed to do, not thinking about it, not talking about it, not considering is this a better way. And that first night, I made $42 um, online uh, offering somebody else's product, a software uh, that I was using myself over Twitter. Two people from New Zealand bought. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I, make, I made more money while I was asleep than while I'm awake. I, I need to sleep more. And I, I literally was – I thought I'd cracked the code. I thought, that's it. I'm in. Well, it's I'm a in. huge turnaround from the uh, the stock market story. <laughs> and I realized the importance of not – of. I know they teach this in the stock market, and I've gone on to spend a lot of money learning that because it's not what my skill set, but I certainly will never lose money again. I have, I have a lot of friends that are investors, et cetera, but they always talk about risk-reward. And if you cannot manage your emotions, stay the hell away from the stock market because with an online business, at least the only risk you're putting in is time. You know, you're not yeah. going to wake you've up. Got, and you've come back from a massive... You've come mm -hmm. back from a massive emotional state anyway. I want to unpack a couple of things um, before we kind of get into the next part of the story. So when you turned up to the Tony Robbins event and you said beforehand you went from being somewhat cynical, what the hell am I doing here? I'm going to go down to the local Irish pub at St. Patrick's Day yeah. to somewhat evangelized, if that's the word. 
do you remember, was there a moment? Was there a point or was it the whole experience that got you to that point? There, there was a, there was the weirdest point. It never happened since in my life. Um, but I went into the bathroom at some point on day one. And this, I haven't shared this, Nick. I looked in the mirror and I swear to God, I did not recognize myself. There was a different person looking back at me. So whatever breakthrough, now I, I, I haven't gone to see Tony's full UPW since. Oh, oh, part of me just doesn't want to either. It's because, okay, I, I want to remember it the way it was as that person rather than no, I the, the cynic I would be now. But it was um, whatever breakthroughs we did on that first day, it really released me from so many BS as belief systems that I had built yeah. up across the years. And suddenly I felt free to live up to my own standards rather than those that were injected on me from youth from teachers everything was about, both my parents were teachers so you can imagine everything was around the exams getting a's finished all, every all that everything you did in life success was related to doing well in school that was it college school it was the money thing never was kind of glossed over it was sort of this assumption that yeah once you do that the money will come but that wasn't happening so i, I felt free really for the first time and it was about Ooh, I'd say 9, 10 p.m. on day one that that happened. Yeah, I mean, our story is very funny. I was embarrassed to tell people about it. It's like, what well, I mean, I was, I, mean, I, mean, I was similar. I mean, as I think, I think we spoke about this when we first met. My story was, was very similar. I, I'd followed a different path, a path that was one of bad expectations, what people thought I should be doing. I knew it wasn't the right path, and I needed to get myself into a different environment to change that. And and probably the the different piece is I wasn't as brave as you to come back and quit everything, you know, because I had the portion, the drive, and the million buck house, and I'm thinking that's not good. I don't really want to give that up straight away, mind you. Similar story. I was paying for it out of salaries and bonuses, but then I I did something. You know, I basically made the decision to quit in Chicago, and then I got very strategic after that, which was partly about investing in myself, going onto some of your programs just re-educating myself, probably getting my education for the first time, it felt like, mm -hmm. because I'd been indoctrinated for so many years in the academic pathway. But, you know, massive, massive thing. And so next question for you is, when you quit and you kind of went to that sort of, oh, my God, moment, uh, what, what was the kind of, when you reflect on that now and you work out about how you found what you did now, did you have any idea what you were going to do? At that point, or was it literally, I'm now free, that's the good thing, and I just need to kind of find my way and trust the process? I had this incredible confidence, which you could only put down to massive levels of naivety. You know, it was, um, it was completely unfounded. It was definitely related to mantras, motivations, constantly listening to this stuff every day. Um, I guess the big difference between you and me, Nick, is I had nothing to lose. You had a lot to lose. You know, I, I, I didn't have family reliant on me, anything like that. So, and to this day, before I answer that question, I do not recommend doing what I did. It's it's not a good idea to burn your boats mm. um, in such a way. Because, you know, I, what got me out of the problem was I eventually got mentored and that, that fixed it. But it could have gone, it could have strayed off in the wrong direction. But, um did I know? Well, I knew it was going to be a combination of an online business and the stock market until the stock market didn't work out. Then it became right. It needs to be the online business. And I guess looking back, the fortunate thing for me was one of those speakers that I listened to at that event mentioned something about 
and this could be a really huge tip for your listeners actually, um, that you're entitled to tax back from up to five years if you haven't been in, if you haven't ra- been doing personal returns for a year, you're entitled to up to five years tax back on any money that you may have been spending out of your personal income that could be tracked back to the business you're now creating. So I had traveled a hell of a lot those previous five years with Australia, New Zealand, all these um, expensive trips, hotels, etc. And suddenly um, I had the idea of creating a travel blog where I could monetize it by having Google Ads, Google Ads, and also you know lifestyle, build my list through it, which that gave me a big bulk of tax back. I think it was nearly thirty grand that I got back, which sort of created this little um, fund for me. But at the same time, it's like oh my god, like this is talk about an in, an incentive to keep going what you're going doing because that I would have never figured. You know, it took me ten years to save that amount of money. Suddenly, I'm on the internet a few months, and I'm realizing I've literally just tapped into this. And any traveling I do from now on can go, come through my business. And then I partnered up with uh, people at a similar level who had also made that leap or were considering making that leap. And we worked together on creating some courses, we created an agency, managed social media for people. And that, that made it feel quite bricks and mortary because if anyone asked what you were doing, you say, well, I managed marketing campaigns for, um, for businesses. They're like, but you know nothing about marketing. I was like, oh, well, I didn't know anything about marketing in, in March, but it doesn't take long to actually become a, seen as an expert in these topics. Just takes a little bit of focus and a little bit of um, of implementation. And then suddenly things started, things started to emerge very firmly when we got our mentor on board in July 09. And uh, this, a speaker that he had on who was making money from Twitter at the time, he was making about £3,000 a month. He suggested that rather than us competing which i didn't even see coming but that we should combine our uh, skills and take it from there because i she was working in a job i had um no job so i at the time she she had the experience um and the funds coming in to, to from her job and that was our first uh, foray into that and then he put us on stage as a testimonial and then people started following me off the stage and then he said you know what would you think? Would you like to become a speaker? Is that something you'd be interested in? And it it, it started to take on this uh, role. Every day became really exciting. No day was the same, you know. And it's uh, such a shift, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, and you know, because I, I want, I just want, I want to spend a bit of time on your story today mm. because I think your story is is such a, an inspiration for people who are, you know, stuck in something they don't want to be doing. They they know they need to be doing something else. Yeah, they may, they've got that thought, but they're not quite sure. And there's 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 parts of serendipity in your story. There's parts of how you showed up. There's parts of being brave, right? There's there's a lot of trust here that you know I'm just going to take action, you know, not overthink it. And as I take action, things are going to land. Things are going to show up when I need them to. Um, and then as they have, you've compounded on that, big time. And the thing, it's very different nowadays. The biggest risk you can take nowadays is is if you're in a job, is to stay in that job, not have another plan outside of it. That 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 is. Yeah. That's the blessing of 2020. You know, we talk about 2020 being hindsight. 2020 has a whole new meaning from now on. It's given you foresight to see if you keep uh, doing what you do, you are in you're you're literally one flew away from financial ruin. So, you know, I, I genuinely believe in five years from now, most people will have some form of online business because they just cannot rely solely on another business that relies on keeping costs low because you're the cost and you're out. Um, the moment uh, that you 
be replaced. It's, it's uh, no, I agree. And and the thing thing for me when I went in on this journey, which is a few years ago now, it came off the back of losing a pretty big job. And I it was funny. I was out for lunch recently, uh, just when we had a, a slight break from COVID, and I had to meet up with my best mate in London. And he just lost his big banking job and struggling to get another job, big six-figure salary. And I said to my wife, I said, God, I'm glad I made this decision. We didn't know this was coming, but the idea that you you can have some control over your income, different income streams, uh, not just because it's a defensive mechanism, but actually it opens up many more different possibilities as the as the world is changing. Big time. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Um, but as I say, I, I, the way we did it was we, you know, we tested the depth of the water with both fees, which I don't recommend. It's like <laughs> there's nothing stopping you doing this in the evening time. And I don't care how busy you are. You're busy working. Up, I heard John Lee Dumas there on the intro. But, it, you're, you know, you're, you're busy on someone else's priorities. You know, if, yeah. if you're not clear on your goals, your values, what it is that you want. If, you, if you're already feeling that if you're listening to this, chances are there is something in there going, eh, I'm not quite where I want to be which is very natural and normal to, to, to feel that way. So it's, okay, get clear on your goals quickly. And, and I, I define them in terms of rethink, R for relationships, E for earning power, T for DAO, H for health, I for investments, N for networks, K for knowledge, and exclamation mark for fun. You know, this shouldn't be um, this robotic way of living. It needs to be part of, the, you know, having fun doing the whole thing. But as soon as you get clear on those goals, you'll very quickly realize that where you're going financially is not going to get you there. And even though the only certainty we have in life is death, most people act as if it's never going to happen. So when are you going to do all this stuff when you're in your 90s? Or do you want to do it, you know, two years from now? Do you want to start living this lifestyle, you know, while you're in the fullness of your health? This is the youngest you're ever going to be right now, you know? So, yeah. And you, you, don't want, you, don't you, don't want a, you don't want to live a life of regrets, you know what I mean? Right. Well, let's 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 get into this. I think you know, as I said, I always like to get more practical when I have guests on, and you've got a whole heap of insight and experience. So we want to talk a little bit more about rethink because I love the philosophy behind that. Before we do that, let's talk about where we are now, coming towards the end of 2020. There's the gift of COVID as much as there's the chaos. But if someone here is thinking, you know what, I want to start a business now, or I want to scale my business, I want to get more intentional around how I can leverage the opportunities that are around us, particularly things like social media, personal branding. What, what's your advice now? What are your tips now, Paul, if, if someone came to you with that, that question or that statement? Um, the first thing you got to be clear on is, is there a demand for your business? You know, is there a demand for what you are doing? And this is way before you get near social media, because if you're a product-based business, which most businesses are, you are in that 96% of failure. You're going to fail because every product has its date of expiry. You know, it will be disrupted. So for me, it's, are you absolutely certain that people want this? Or is this experimental? Is this something you're passionate about? Is, have you listened to too many tapes from different gurus saying, you know, make sure your vocation is your vacation? Because honestly, I find that my hobbies cost me money, but when I'm serving others, that's what makes me money. So trying to combine the two, <laughs> usually people try to take on too much in just this one swoop. I'm going and I'm going to go make more money. I'm going to build a business. It's going to be my passion. I'm going to, one step at a time. I don't even have an Instagram account. You know, let's step this back, right? You you know what? You got to kind of take these incremental steps in terms of. And this is the beauty of social media: is you fail instantly. That, and I know people sometimes go, what does that mean? It means you don't need to go out and get a business loan. You do not need to go out and 
do a marketing uh, test and, and check you know, with multiple consultants, is there a demand for this? You put out whatever your proposition is in front of people. You run ads to the perfect people. And if you're not getting the results that you want in that first week, you've either got the wrong product in front of the right people or you've the right product in front of the wrong people. There are message you can interchange there with product. Mm-hmm. And instantly, it, it's very humbling because gut feel, what you thought, you know, when your friends and family say, oh, my God, everybody needs this. Forget that. They expect to get whatever you have for free anyway. They're, they shouldn't be your board of advisors. You need to be absolutely certain that people want this. So rather than going off and spending tons of money in creating this minimum viable product, just sell it in advance. And I don't care what you're doing. Sell it in advance first and see is there a demand. And if people aren't buying it in advance, they're not going to buy it when it's created. So save yourself a few years. You're suggesting, yeah, just to kind of, you know, um, paraphrase that a little bit is start with the marketing. Start with, start with, you know, I've got an idea. Let's put it out there. Let's get a message out there. It could be a call to action. And if no one's responding to that, then that's your first piece of evidence that there could be something that's, as you said, it's product, it's marketing, positioning, whatever. Yeah, change the message. And, or alternatively, do what I, how I get most of my students and students started is just sell stuff that people are buying already. Here's, here's, take some humble pie, get out of your own way, get the ego out of it. Because the irony is with so many people, they have all these obstacles around them that stops the cash flowing in their direction. The money can only come to them if this person needs this thing and they're paying this way and they need to believe in this sort of thing. And, you know, I I had great fun with the Trump-Biden thing recently where I used the example of why don't you sell I love Donald Trump T-shirts to people who love him and I love Joe Biden T-shirts to who love him and I hate Trump to people who hate him. I'd never want to make money off Trump. What about the I hate Trump T-shirts? Well, well, maybe those people have all these objections. Oh. and spend their money on you know that's the sign of a parent who's got an ego issue they've, they've become very accustomed to coming home to their palace each day and telling their children what they need to do you need to eat your greens you need to have your vitamins you need to study for this amount of time you need to do your homework no television and then they go into the business world and they say you need to buy this you need to do that and people recognize them they go that's the bully that's the teacher i hated that's the parent i wanted to get away from so you have to just step back and realize Business is all about serving people they, the way they want to be served. I love, the, you, I love the idea of getting out of your own way. You, you got to right. get out of your own way. You know, get out of your own way because that's where there's friction. Yeah, and a lot of it back to, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about mindset, I'm sure, over the conversation. Yeah. But so much of it is about, you know, what's stuck up here and how exactly. people can manage that. Exactly. And so if, if you're going to do that and you realize that this makes sense, then what you're selling is an idea rather than a product. So you give something away for free. You get people's details um because we think so much as as consumers we're constantly thinking about what am i going to sell what am i going to sell because you think what am i going to buy but if you just sat back for a moment and think all the products that anybody ever wants they already exist and they're going to keep on coming they're going to keep on churning out every single week especially in the niches where people are spending a lot of money every single day like health wellness happiness you realize that i've been overcomplicating this big time and even for those of you that have your own products and services you're blocking cash coming in by seeing others as competitors rather than complementary services and products that you could have. And, you know, when I finally had that realization, it's like so much of it is ego. You just think I can do it better. Uh, USP, oh my God, you're, this is probably a bit controversial, Nick, but I said USP is dead. It's over. There's nothing unique in 2020 or 2021. I don't care what anybody says. There is nothing unique. Since 3D printers were created, 
since INET doesn't obey any trademarking laws, uniqueness is over, right? It, like you can literally replace your own heart, your own liver. Uniqueness is dead. No, no, I, I've been called out for this a couple of times. I've done, I've done like a podcast episode, and then someone said, "Oh, that was my idea," and I'm like, "Well, it wasn't your idea. It was someone else's idea." <laughs> right? But the point is, it's hard to be. I, I get, I definitely get the point about being unique. But how do you, how do you stand out? Let's say that everyone is providing similar services, products. Yeah. What's the, yeah. what's the, how can you be different then? How do you be different? I, I honestly think by taking your ego out of it, by yeah. by being the objective person. And look, I, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not T. Harvecker. I'm not Jack Canfield. I'm not Brian Tracy. But you know what? I'm a portal to all of those people. You know, I, I'm, I don't feel um, that I'm undermining myself by saying, you know what? If you want to go for four days of fun, excitement, change your life, go see Tony. You go, why, why would you send them to your competition? I said, I, I wouldn't even see myself near a level of even competing with him. But I feel that people feel more comfortable with you when it's the opposite of multi-level marketing, where somebody says, I'd love to lose weight. Go, really? I've got a forever living uh, product. Um, you need this uh, aloe vera. Yeah, I don't like aloe vera. I don't like the taste of it. Oh, no, no, really, really. This is for you. And you're like, okay, you know what? I don't want anything from you now because that person is so uh, predictable, but also so this is the only route to enlightenment, so to speak. You know, And okay. people immediately turn away from it. So I, I feel it, it, it's crazy in today's world that you stand out by actually not uh, trying to be this thing that you think you need to be to be unique, to stand out from others. Because the moment people say, that person reminds me of me, that person doesn't feel threatening, that person isn't just in this for the money. They're clearly just, they, they're truly, you resonate it. You can't hide when you truly care. It just yeah. comes out of every pore in your body. But then, you know, you need to be able to speak well. You need to be able to present well. These are the skills you can perfect. But but and, and obviously brand yourself in, in a way where you're professional, trustworthy, um, and rep the word of mouth to this day still works better than anything else. So if you treat people, I know Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it where he says marketing equals caring, but that is so true. If you genuinely care about what people want and just give it to them, like Ryan Levesque says in Ask, just ask them what they want and give it to them. And then people say that's too simple. It's not too simple because you don't no, have to create whatever it is they want. Just well, it's also, there are different things here. I want to kind of draw on one of them is you also have to be back, back to not just having to be, sort of get get you out of your own way. You've also got to be able to listen, you know, and, and be quite attentive because, you know, the, the, the opportunities that come from that are going to be kind of more nuanced. If, you're, if your ego is in the way, that wall, if you like, is going to be quite hard to see through, you know, if not impossible. Because I, I see, I can get, I, I totally get the point. I found that since we last met, we've got seven separate businesses. All of those are built off different things, but they're built off rapport. They're built off trust. They're built off putting putting the needs of whoever we're working with significantly higher up the chain than anything we're doing. Uh, very much the opposite of what I was taught in the world of corporate. But they are, it's fascinating, isn't it? The the shift that's happened there. So what you're saying, just as a question, is people who are, you know, maybe they're stuck, they're plateaued in their businesses right now, the first place to look is at how they're operating, how they're acting and what they're doing around that. Well, it depends. I mean, it depends how they're stuck. The first thing you look at is your your expenses, right? Because you can you can double your profitability if you just look, cut your expenses by 12%. So that's an obvious thing to just go after that straight away. But then it's to go back and look at the bigger picture. Is like, what value are we providing? What makes us feel that we need to be the people creating 
this core solution? Why are we putting so much of our time and resources into this when there's a, a superior, and be honest with yourself, superior or equivalent product or service that you could be providing? And actually, when people look at this, they're in many cases, their cost of delivery is more than if they actually offered somebody else's product. That's when you know you're in a crazy, crazy ego maniac world of business, you know, where you keep on going just because, you know, when your margins would be broader, if you just said, well, let's focus on wherever our highest margins are. Uh, this is a traditional type business. And let's not necessarily cut off all these other products, but let's have somebody else deliver them on our behalf. And it, it, uh, for a lot of my clients would be agencies, social media agencies starting yeah. off. Then they realize they hate doing that, um, you know, fairly quickly. I said, and then they said, I'm just going to stop running ads. I said, why? Why don't you just recommend that client to a, somebody who's a Facebook ad or YouTube ad expert? You'll probably end up making more money from that recommendation fee than you did from the headaches, the costs of business. And they're like, my God, like it's so, all these things are really obvious when you think about them. But we don't think that way because we're, we're wired to think that business is a certain way. And that's just how it is. But it's not, not nowadays. I think it's changed significantly. Yeah. Well, let's go a little bit deeper into that. So, so again, there might be some people who are watching, listening, who want to start a business. So they haven't got the legacy business that needs potentially fixing and then scaling, but they want to start. What would you recommend is a great place to start a business at the end of 2020? Great place to start a business. Um, I would certainly make it internet-based. Mm -hmm. I would make sure there was no outlay and capital required. Um, I would make sure you can test your theory of um, you being able to compete in this area with with advertising on, on social media, primarily, I think, starting out. Now, if you don't have that skill set, you need to find somebody who does have that skill set pretty quickly. Um, it, it can be a bit daunting and scary getting started out, but I'd be so much, um, I'd be so much more inclined to spend whatever tiny budget you might have starting out on testing with ads and market first and just see is this thing taken off because for me you want a business that the cost of building your audience is being neutralized by the offering that you have at the outset which we call the immediate upsell okay. you are then building a business for free you have no risk as one of my accountants says paul you don't teach business you teach magic because that doesn't sound like business where you know, if your cost of ads are being neutralized by your immediate upsell, you, you are now building a business for free. In fact, you may even be in profit building your business. So you, you and you can do this with just a, such a really small um, starting point where you're giving something away for free, which is a taster for whatever this initial product that is that you're going to provide. And it might only take three out of 100 people to buy the next level to cover the cost of your ads. Now, if that's working, you've got an incredible um incredible scalable business then and then you'd look at right how do i how do i scale up my um ads to keep the cost low and then how do i um add more um value per client once they join your database now, i know i know i'm probably talking kind of internet -based, no. but i think it still applies in traditional well, let's, let's put an example into this so so obviously you know in the space that you're in and some of the stuff that i do where we've got information-based products what would be an example of, of exactly what you just said? Okay, um, I'll give you an example, right? So if you were stuck at home today and you've absolutely no idea what to do, you could within, I genuinely believe within three months from now, be making 10K a month by deciding I'm going to become an expert on TikTok. You mightn't even have heard of it until this moment. You might as well, TikTok, TikTok, is this the Trump thing that he's trying to ban? If you literally just spend 
you buy a few courses on TikTok. And I don't mean expensive ones. I mean $10, $20, $30 programs on it. And you just learn how this works. These people who put these courses together have spent hundreds of hours, many of them, testing and testing and testing. You can get these things for $17. And then you just start implementing these things. These are just blown up and it got 10,000 followers on TikTok. Within a month, you can put together a free report on how to get 10,000 uh, TikTok followers um, starting from scratch for your business. Now, you, you want to remove, I'm going to assume, a lot of your audience, if that's for kids, that's for teens. So suddenly you say, how to get 10,000 followers for a business audience within TikTok. Now you've got a very interested clientele. And you can put, without any product created, the minute they buy, you can have a pre-order saying, look, guys, as you know, I'm in the middle of my testing period here. We're getting incredible results, but I am releasing a beta version of uh, TikTok Tech. You know, the, the greatest way to grow your business with TikTok um, in 2021. You can pre-order now for $197 instead of $497. You, you will make sales, provided that your free gift delivers. And you don't need a 20-page training. You, if you can just show people how to do that in one page or even two pages, or a short five-minute video, you know, just make it concise because people need actionable results quick, you know, in today's world. You will very, very quickly be able to create a business just around that. Now, you might think, but I, Paul, I don't know anything. We all started knowing nothing about what we did. So what you see is a fearful Pinterest, Instagram, these things you could actually turn around. Now, I'm talking about an individual sitting at home with no ideas. You can turn that into your business. By that, story is, that story is not that dissimilar to your Twitter background oh, right. is it i mean because because i remember you saying you know you i mean you make, basically blew up twitter in in ireland you know your ranking was what number three out of some celebrities out of you know the reach out whatever whatever the i can't remember the exact piece of this but but yeah. that was kind of what you did you didn't know much about it at the time but you worked yeah. out how to do it yeah you know, what, the, only that thing that, the only thing that's got easier it's got easier to do this kind of stuff because you can then experiment with ads to, to, uh, that becomes your second training course, how to grow your TikTok followers to 10,000 in a month, let's say for free. Then, by the way, would you like to use TikTok advertising? So you only need to be a few months ahead of your following. because And there's no point in being a year ahead because otherwise what you're teaching is outdated anyway. So I, I'm just speaking out to someone who you said has no idea. They want to get a business up and running. Um, they're going to overthink it. It's just a fact. You're going to put this and that, and I could do this, and I saw this thing about health, and you know, I've got this amazing idea. That I was, you know, it's simplify it down. Just give people what they want. Um, and for me, if you're starting out with no clue, uh, make an internet-based. Uh, the, the beauty of and what you asked earlier about a personal brand, right? There's no better brand than a brand that's already established. The TikTok expert enter any name here in brackets afterwards. No one cares your name. All they hear is Mr. TikTok, Mrs. TikTok, right? Twitter king, Facebook queen, right? No one cares what your name is, right? No one can even pronounce my second name. It didn't matter. I didn't know I was doing this at a time, you know, at the time. But looking back, it's like, oh, that's the Twitter guy. That was the brand, right? It didn't It didn't matter who I was because, again, ego was out I guess was kind of out of the out of play without me noticing it, but it was Twitter that wanted, not me. And you know that's that is one of the best ways to live. Now, if you're a perfectionist, you're thinking, "But Paul, what about trademark uh, issues?" We're not saying you go out and say you brand yourself uh, as you know and, and clearly uh, defy the trademark laws, right? But you can definitely start to use the branding in a clever way that it's not about you; it's about 
I mean, then it became for me so the social media gun, right? It's like, even better, right? That's even even broader, right? So you're then I'm desperately learning Facebook, YouTube, then realizing, hang on, I can't do all of this stuff. Let's build a team around me. Let's get them to do all the stuff that I don't enjoy doing. And then suddenly I actually have a, a legitimate business. So don't worry about being too many steps ahead and thinking too far ahead. Start small. And when you're doing something like this, like you know, like Nick, it's cost nothing. Like it literally costs nothing to those courses, buy a few of them, test them out, start getting results. And, you know, you can bootstrap that whole thing until you get to a stage when you feel you overcome that major thing that so many of us had, um, which is, you know, the imposter syndrome. You know, because I only started learning this six months ago, how could I possibly be an expert? Dude, it didn't exist five years ago. So you're, you're good. <laughs> you know, it's so, much, it's so much in what you're saying now, Paul. I uh, kind of just again wanted to let you go on because because there's there's a game mindset comes back into it. The idea that, you know, if you really you know have a desire to change something, you're going to work out how to do it. Right. You know, because otherwise we all put up these blockages. Lots of people, they always look for the reasons why they can't do something as opposed to the, the reasons of the opportunities of why you can. Yeah. So let, let's go into, I want to go back to rethink a bit if we can, because I think there's some areas within that formula, which will now, I think, become a little bit more clear to kind of the uh, the story that you just explained. So mm-hmm. take us through the elements again and and how people can apply that if they're um, if they're thinking about their business and and particularly some of the things we've spoken about already. Sure. Okay. Well, um, uh, there, there are two two layers to this, I guess, from what we're speaking about today. But the Rethink Academy as a whole is um, we help people rethink all different areas from health, money, uh, social media, business, uh, children. We have a whole entire thing on children and teens and entrepreneurship, which we might get a chance to talk about. But yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I remember you were building that last time. Yeah. That's, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about that towards the end of the show. For sure. For sure. So. Um, the, the overall rethink ap- acronym now is around those eight different areas in life, okay? And and making sure that you don't have any major gaps there because you'll you'll hit a target in some area and feel unfulfilled. So they were relationships, earning power, DAO instead of spirituality, so it doesn't sound religious, health, investments, networks, knowledge, and fun. Now, within Rethink Social Media, we use a seven-step acronym. It's Rethink Again. And we can I'd very quickly go through them because it's, yeah, it's please, please. once you get this, it, it you'll realize possibly where the gaps are in your business. Or it's for right niche. Clearly, I had to somehow fit or on top of niche. It doesn't start with or. But the right niche. Don't start picking an area where it's experimental or you think, oh, this is a great idea. No, just go to a niche where the money is, where people are spending money, they have problems every day. Make it easy on yourself. The only way the internet fails you is that you fail the internet. You go on to it trying to give people what they don't want. So pick a niche where it absolutely is guaranteed to work in health, wealth, or happiness. Uh, e is then evaluate your avatar. Just really understand who it is that you're targeting. For most of you, it's going to be men and women in their 40s and 50s. Very simple. I don't really care what niche it is. That's generally who they are because they have the more spending power than anybody else. T is target the right traffic. Once you're clear on your avatar now it makes it easy for you to or easier should i say are your users on linkedin are they on facebook are they on twitter are they on, not on there at all h is help them for free whatever that means to you for me it's build a database give away some form of free element so they can test you out then i is the immediate upsell that's how you can neutralize the cost of your ads don't be afraid to sell to people Im- immediately after you've given something for free. And that's a small, is that a pretty much a small ticket item? High value, low ticket price, pretty much. Yes, or book them straight onto a call. 
if, okay. if you're a consultant, get straight onto a call and you can make a, a high level pitch on, on the call directly. Got it. Got and it. a lot of people are nervous about doing that because they think, oh, no, no, you free, 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 bam, give me your money. Everyone knows you have an agenda. So you might as well be upfront about it and not try to be sneaky. You know, let people know because the buyers want to buy. Uh, N is then nurture that list, nurture that relationship. You know, really, if you're if you're ever in doubt about what you're offering, including your own products, right? You know, ask yourself, would I sell this to my own parents? Would I sell this to my own uh, siblings? And if the answer is no, well, don't touch it. You just don't touch it. The reason you wouldn't sell it to them is because you're going to get feedback and you know they're going to be around you. So if you wouldn't sell it to them, it keeps it nice and easy. K is know your numbers. You need to become a metrics-based business. And it's the bit that many entrepreneurs say, oh, I'm not good at numbers. That's, that's for my accountants. <laughs> that's three, of my, three of my clients this week, mate. Cash yeah. flow, margin. Yeah. People I mean, who should know. <laughs> correct. But at the end of the day, that all comes back to not understanding fully why they got into business in the first place. If, if it felt cool or trendy or something sexy that they wanted to do, it, if it's to facilitate a lifestyle, how much money is that? How much money do you need to take out of the business? So many entrepreneurs, I'm sure you've talked about this many times, they dip into their pot in the business. Like, oh yeah, I'm a bit shy this month, so I just pull a bit extra. Like, totally illegal. You cannot do this stuff, you know? So you need to know your numbers. But the upside of that is, is you can turn a dollar into 12. You know, you can turn 10 into 120. If you're being smart, I'm a huge fan of Keith Cunningham with his idea of think time. And I blatantly stole it with rethink time. But you need to spend at least one hour a week asking a series of questions about why is my business not where it needs to be already? You know, what am I doing wrong that I could be improving on? You know, what are my results telling me? What do I think I'm doing versus what am I doing? And those types of questions where you get you, it kind of takes you up a notch and out of soldier mode and getting into general mode will be hugely valuable to you. No, I love Keith as well. And um, we've mm. spoken about him quite a bit, actually. I mean, his his book is amazing on that stuff. And I actually do that. I have a, a slot every week where I'm asking those questions. It's only 45 minutes, but it's important just to kind of think. And I, actually, some of the best things that I've applied have come from asking a question. Well, actually, I set the questions in advance. I set the questions the night before. Yep. So I go to sleep and they're in my head. And then I have that 45 minutes in the morning. And it's amazing what you get from that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I love I love the precision of um, how you frame that, actually. And I've talked a lot about those areas in different ways. But I think we've got, this is your book, Rethink Social Media. Um, and you've got a lot more detail, I think, in that from from my memory yeah. that goes into it's it. It's not like your normal, like I put, I put my heart and soul into that. It's like there's a yeah. lot more. It was like, it was the, as if it was the only book I was ever going to write. <laughs> but oh, Stop wasting time, start earning money is the, yeah. is the promise. <laughs> I think uh, you've written four books since or something like that, haven't you? Yeah. Four times, a best-selling author. Um, and we're going to give um, some of that away to the listeners, aren't we? You've got, um, I think, the first four chapters or something like that. So that we yeah, can... to give them a taste before, I think it's uh, rethinkgift.com. There you go, rethinkgift.com. Great. Yeah, we'll make sure we put that into the show notes of the podcast as well. Yeah, All right. well, today it was we uploaded the new version on Kindle today. No joke, like literally today. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Has it changed? I mean, yeah, only two years ago. You gave this to me. You gave this to me about two years ago, mate. Has it changed? Yeah. Have you have you have you done like a re-edition of it, or is it still? No, no. Just had to fix the way it was working on Kindle. It wasn't. It wasn't the way it should have been. We had we, uh, Jay, we had Jay Abraham on last week. Oh yeah. And um, of course, his book was written about forty years ago, and a lot of the stuff that's in that is still the same, but but it's still relevant, which is which yeah. is powerful. Just change the profile picture. 
<laughs> All right, well, let's finish up. Um, I want to go back and just talk about um, the stuff you're doing with children and yeah. and trying to get that financial awareness and education because I was such. I remember you talking about this again 18 months, two years ago, and I thought, wow, that's really powerful. And you were developing it then, but obviously it's launched. So just take us through how that's progressed since we last spoke. Yeah, so this has become my... So the Rethink Academy, like I, it has its own CEO. We have an incredible team of about 40, 50 people in the team that, that run all of these programs and courses. So I'm looking to focus more on on this, the animal that is financial. And it basically its original intent was to teach children and teens from 7 to 17 through animation and cartoons um, the four-step leap process to mastering uh, knowledge around money, L standing for learn, which is um, teaching the theory of money, how it works, etc. Now, this has been done before, the learning side, Robert Kiyosaki, etc. Yeah. Um, done an amazing job on this. Dave Ramsey show talks about to parents about how to teach your kids about money. But what isn't done at all are the next two. E is for earn. So we literally use and leverage 11 years of my experience of teaching people how to make money online to teach the kids and teens to do exactly that, like to literally have a business up and running within 24 hours. We have children now making uh, more than their parents under 12 years of age. And this is on a monthly basis, which is pretty crazy because they actually go and do this stuff. You know? how, many parents, how many parents steal the program after that and go, I'm just- Yeah, you know what? They're still slow to adopt it. It's just show, it's all mindset. It's all it's all mindset. It is, it is, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's the E, and we teach them a different way of doing that every month. Then the A is the accelerate. What do you do with the money? How do you manage it? How do you grow it? How do you invest it? How do you uh, take let the money work for the money? So we teach you how to exchange time for money, then how do you exchange money for money? And then the P part of, of LEAP is play, which is where we are broadening uh, far beyond the reach of just making it and earning money. It's how do you give back? How do you actually facilitate um, improving society as a whole, starting with your family and community by teaching them the skills that you're learning. And we, we the whole thing gamified. Um, the children can compete with each other across the globe. We're, we have a foundation called a foundation, which is part of it. We're, uh, uh, we're setting up remember, uh, pay, uh, pen pals, the whole idea of pen pals. We're kind of yep. bringing that back to life where you partner with a, a child in a developing country and teach them the same skills that you're learning. So, um, and it's unbelievable unbelievably exciting because we're we are going to be looking for investors soon because we're getting to that was phase one was testing the training and the animated cartoons and they're amazing it's the thing i'm most proud of that we've ever done but now as we enter the phase two um the children have their own currencies they have their own cryptocurrency we have our own market exchange website where um the children working in the program can sell their services through the website to entrepreneurs to parents to whoever you know like a, a version of fiverr so we have the currency we have the market exchange and we're looking to make it a much more immersive experience looking at the whole multiverse that's coming up with um this virtual virtual world where your child can safely be in here and not see this as education but just this incredible immersive experience where they can engage with children from all over the world in you know learning uh things that they can see that are practical um, real life fun and integrated into the world that we live in today and so it's it's incredibly exciting because we've got a, a lot of investors that are in, falling off their chairs with the with where this is going because it, it is a, a massive game changer it's become a lot more than i ever saw or envisioned in the beginning which i'd expect you know because you're you're always hampered by wherever you are at that point but i'm incredibly excited about that because that will be a game changer for for children all over the world and the homeschooling 
challenges that have come up in 2020 have only fast-tracked this further, where parents are feeling a lot safer having their kids at home, provided they know that they can be taught at the same time. It's definitely progressed a lot since, um, as I said, we last spoke. And and you're an energetic guy at the best of times, but your passion level just went through the ceiling. <laughs> Talking about that. Yeah. So there are investors that listen to this show too. So again, oh, yeah. make sure that um, if they want to find out more about that. But uh, in terms of you know, parents, children, um, do you have a link that they can look up for that as well? Yeah, let me let me just do, just do a quick check on this. Um, and then again, as I said, when for the for the podcast episode, we'll make sure all of this stuff is in the show notes as well, Paul. Yeah, it's if they just go to financialfreedom.com. So it's financial with a U, financialfreedom.com. And there's a one dollar trial there. Um, but you're when you when you dive in, I must give you access as well, um, Nick. It's it's the kids are just going nuts for it. It's phenomenal. I want to just, put my nine year old in there because she's. Oh, uh, She's playing yeah. too much Minecraft, so we need to get her onto something else. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, listen, last last question, really, just to wrap things up, if that's okay. So, you know, obviously, we started off talking about the whole, the big man with huge hands, but I know that you've had um, many mentors since then um, that's helped you on your journey. Who's been the one that's probably made the biggest difference, do you think, over the last decade to help you um, become, you know, the person you've become to create the businesses that you've created and to uh, to put so much out there into the world? I, I, I'm going to, I mean, if I had to pick one, it's going to be the first guy, which was Mark Anastasi for me. Um, and it's amazing the way the world turns because I ended up hiring him in as a CEO there for a while for one of my companies um, while he was in between certain projects. But he was the first one that meant, I'd never had a mentor before that. Um, now I pay two guys 100K each um, just on business mentoring alone each year. And they generally don't want to be identified. Um, so it's kind of funny how, how it yeah. works. I have, I have a couple of billionaire friends who they're incredibly insightful where they just, you know, they came to my workshop a couple of years ago and were laughing at me. I'm like, you know, you with your personal brand and uh, you need to move beyond this. You know, and they're, they're kind of like, you need to grow up. You, you need to get ready for your next phase. And so the first one was critical to me, but keeping on moving mentors is even more important because once you're caught up with where your mentor can bring you, you're, you need to, it's like you mentioned earlier, businesses that plateau, you now need to be learning from someone else because if you're stuck, it's just because you don't know something yet. So, you know, they're saying you've brought a personal brand to the most it can be. But honestly, I don't get inspired by the thought of speaking on stages around the world at 70 years of age. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't want to go down that route where I'm trapped behind a personal brand. So I, I've been very inspired recently by mentors showing me how to do the opposite. How do you disengage the personality from the businesses so that the businesses are valued in their own rights to whatever they're worth, you know, 10 million, hundred million. And then you as a brand is you have fun with it, you know, and you don't have to be talking about books or businesses or whatever it is. You just be yourself and it makes you even more authentic. And then people yeah. are even more interested to go back to what we said earlier. If you're not the threat, if you're not here, get in by quick. It's, it's like the, the less you're, you know, uh, suggesting about, taking the next step, the more people are intrigued and want to know. So you stand out by in some ways fitting in and just being more like the person. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating you say that because, because obviously the brand that you did create, which, you know, gave a lot of ignition to the businesses that you've created. And I suppose the natural 
part of that is, you know, it's got you to where you need to be in terms of the impact you're making, the financial freedom that you want. Yep. So actually as a tool, as something that served you at that time, it's I can, I can see it. I haven't heard it explained that way before. It was very, very nicely put. Well, thank you. It wasn't for me. That was for my mentors. <laughs> no, but I get it. And I think sometimes people ask, a lot of people, you know, they have the ambition to create legacy, build empires, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I've got a couple of guys who are, you know, they sold their businesses for in the hundreds of millions. And the, one of the biggest questions they have is what's next? Yeah. What's next? And that's a hard question when, mm -hmm. you know, all the things you thought you wanted, you've achieved. So exactly. anyway, before we go off onto a total another thread, I have to thank you for your time, Paul, because oh, we've, been, we've been talking for an hour and I knew I knew it was going to be a fun conversation. So listen, mate, thank you so much for coming on Scale Up Your Business, both the live show that we're doing across all the social media channels and also the episode that will be coming very soon. Uh, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Yeah, likewise. I'm uh, very excited to hear about your journey. It's it's, it's nice. I remember that you were saying, yeah, I'm going next Wednesday to Chicago. I was like, okay, this is going to be an interesting check-in because you know that that's going to be a, a monumental time in your life. There's there's only the before that and the after that. So I'm oh. delighted to hear everything's worked out so well for you. Oh, I mean, I, I think you probably said it many times. Don't, if you're listening at home, don't confuse where we're at with every day being a great day, every day being successful, every the bumps just get bigger and deeper and higher. But the thing is, the more people you get to know, the more support and softer the landings are and the more people that stop you from uh, getting too ahead of yourself, you know, and keeping your ego in check. And that's the importance of listening in to people like ourselves where, you know, we can be very open and honest with you. It's every relationship is about ups and downs. But I can tell you one thing. There's rich people's problems. There's poor people's problems. I've had both. I've had both, and I pick rich people's problems every day. <laughs> I fully agree with you, and I think I think both of those points are, are very well made. No, well, listen, Paul. As I said, absolute pleasure. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Great to reconnect after what well, it's been a good eighteen months, two years, and and also hear how your journey's progressed. So thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Nick, and thank you to your audience. And there you have it, another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.